We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 211 On this episode we've got some news And we'll be talking about recent episodes of Sherlock How I Met Your Mother Brooklyn Nine-Nine New Girl Melissa and Joey Psych and enlisted, plus a tiny reality check. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 211. I'm Amory uh, from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com. I'm Ray. And you know, I was going to say, and I'm award-winning baker, Amory Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> but I <Hey>. <laughs> I was going to say it. It didn't come up. Um, <laughs> okay, well, you you just did it. You technically did do it. I'm an award-winning baker, you guys. That's all you need to know. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, an episode of Cupcake Wars can't be far behind. It's true. I would love to be on Cupcake Wars. I would never be like the likes of Hollis Doyle. Or, I don't think her name's Hollis Doyle. Hollis whatever her name is. Holly from Sweet by... Hollis Doyle's like a Wilder. Hollis Doyle. Isn't Hollis Doyle like a character on a TV show? I gotta look that up. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it does sound like a character on a TV show or something. Yes, it's from Scandal. He's the guy that Greg uh, Greg Henry plays on Scandal. Anyway, anyway. Um, in news, ABC has renewed Wipeout for a seventh season. Oh, which, okay. I didn't even realize that it was still on the bubble. Like, Wipeout gets huge ratings for them, so... Congratulations. And ABC has canceled Hello, Ladies and Family Tree. Hello, Ladies will get a special to conclude the series. I wish Family Tree was getting a special because that show was awesome. And Hello, Ladies was painfully, painfully awkward. Except I thought Kyle Mooney's character was genius. And that's probably why I love him on Saturday Night Live so much. Um, But yeah, so I'm sad about Family Tree because I really liked that show. Because it's from the Christopher Guest people, and I love all the Christopher Guest people. So, so, that's where we stand. And was there any other news that we could find that was fit to print? No, there wasn't a a whole lot. It's not a big week. It was kind of, uh, last week was kind of a huge week (laughs) with all the stuff coming out of TCA and stuff like that. But uh, not a lot happened towards the end of TCA, I guess, that... uh... Yeah, or everybody who follows us on Twitter or TV Times Three already knows because they follow every other person that was on Twitter, <laughs> and they're aware of every piece of news that came out of TCA a thousand times because everybody tweets the same exact thing. And I'm just going to put it out there: Ray says this all the time, but it's not out of context. We know the context. You're at TCAs. <laughs> yeah. Not only are you at TCAs, you're talking out about a specific show <laughs> with specific people. It's never out of context. Sorry. Right. Yes. We can figure out the context, whether you tell anyway. us it or not. <laughs> so that's been TCA talk with Amory and Ryan. Um, so we'll just jump right into our thousand shows we're talking about. Prime time! How I Met Your Mother, season nine, episode 15, Unpause. Okay, there's like six weeks left of this show, right? Um, something like that? Because they're not going to be on during the Olympics. Yeah, there's something like that. It's the. Uh... It's right at oh, the. Was 19, wasn't there nineteen episodes this season? Well, it ends. It ends on March thirty like first. Yeah, the end of March. So, uh, but I don't think it's going to be on opposite the Olympics. So you can count those two weeks out. But at any rate, why put Marshall and Lily through this huge fight when we? Ugh, God, it's like Pam and Jim. It's not even like Pam and Jim. We know they end up together, so it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But it's a it's a huge fight that's been basically been building since the beginning of the season because we've all known like what Marshall did right Uh, but uh I don't know for this episode I thought that the good things about it were that the whole group was back together uh so that that was good but the other part with uh uh Barney reaching a a new level of drunk uh and and telling the truth I thought was uh was pretty funny uh, with them trying to find out about all kinds of things about the stories that he always tells, uh, yeah. you know, uh, about things that he's done or, or whatnot. I did like that the most important thing that she, <laughs> that she was really worried about was like, no, no, you keep saying ring bear. 
but is there a ring bearer? Like, I liked that that was what she was really worried about. And I also liked that Todd, Todd, who the hell? There's no Todd. Ted, like, asked Barney, you know, how are you feeling? And Barney wasn't like, I'm scared. I'm not going to go through with it. Like, Barney was truthfully like, I am scared, but I'd like to, you know, I'm happy. The happiest I've ever been or whatever he said. Um, that doesn't mean I think that the wedding's necessarily going to go through. I, I don't know how it's going to end. But um, that was nice to see. Thoughts? Thoughts on the episode? I agree. It was not a horrible episode. Mm-hmm. Like others. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't... Um, I didn't think... It wasn't the best episode either. I mean, it was an enjoyable episode. I'm not sure what they're doing with Marshall and Lily... And I think it is true that it, I mean, I, I guess you could say it about the entire show, but in general, Marshall and Lily, we know they get together. We know that Marshall ends up as a judge. So it kind of like undercuts this whole argument that they're having. Yeah. Because it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, you know that there's no real stakes here. It, it The only stake, I guess, is whether she gets to do something she loves. But right. <laughs> um, either way, no matter how it resolves, we know that in the end they are fine. So it's kind of hard to. I think they just built it up too much, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they just had it earlier in the season, whatever. But I actually find uh, myself, and not actually, like, I'm surprised about this, but, like, now that we know who the mother is and she's just so damn charming, like, I miss her when she's not in episodes, and I really did expect her to be in more, being, like, a regular. But I do like how they're using her, so, you know, I'm glad that she is here. And, and who do we think Lily called? The mother? Yeah, I think she called her. Um, I mean, it seems kind of weird, but I do think she called her because she's the only other person in the vicinity that has a vehicle that I would think she would. Right. Unless she and called. she also kind of knows the story. Like, she... Right. So... And that the the next episode is the mother telling her it's the story of how the mother met Ted? Is that the next episode? I think so. I think that's Yeah, the next episode is all about the mother. Is it the 200th episode? Is that yes. tonight? Yeah, that's okay. Tonight. I just said I had seen all the like what's coming up in the 200 episode, and I just didn't realize that like that was tonight. Um, but anyway, so I mean, it's been a it the season's been so off and on that I'm kind of like I'm really sticking with it just to kind of see how it ends at this point. I'm not completely invested, and and I know I'm still gonna cry like an idiot because like. I cry at the stupidest things. Like, I don't even care about community, and I was crying. Like, I'm a crier, you know? So, I don't know. I'm interested to, I'm interested to see how they're going to wrap it all up, uh, given that they don't have that much left. But I'm also hesitant, because I feel like it's not going to be an ending that I necessarily want. <laughs> you mean you don't want Ted to meet the mother? <laughs> No, I do well, yeah, want Ted would... to be the mother. I don't want the mother to be dead. I also don't want... I don't think the mother's going to be dead. I want Robin it's and Barney to get married. You what? I do want Robin and Barney to get married. Yeah, I think they will. So, we'll see. Well, at this rate, of all they've put into that, they can't, like, pull... They, that that seems like some place they have to go now. I don't know. Well, my thing with it is, is I the only reason I can see them not wanting to go there with it would be because Ted is still in love with <clears throat> Robin, and we know that doesn't end up happening because we know he meets right. the mother. So, which is for me, it's like it. Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say Ted, Robin, shippers. They just, it's not happening. Like, <laughs> she is not the mother. Uh, I know. Yes, some some of it is how they've uh, how they've told the story in the past and how they're telling the story now. You know where they've actually flash forward to things, and uh, so there's like Ray was saying, there's things that you know based on what they've already told you, right? You know, certain things. Uh, I don't know. Just this this whole season has felt off because of the way that they've they've been doing it. Uh, even though within the episodes, the stories are still sort of uh, told in a similar way and they flash back within episodes to other stories. And 
stuff like that. Still, the the whole season taking place over a couple days has made the base story feel so much different because it's all they're having to find so many things that are happening, you know, yeah, uh, right there. I will say that I was, I mean, I still don't love this the way that they've kind of approached it, but I will say that they're handling this. Everything happens over the weekend much better than I was anticipating. Yeah, when you than when you first heard the idea. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think their real downfall would be that everything happens over one weekend is just the length of a season. You know what I mean? Like if they yeah. had done everything happens over one weekend for like half a season, it'd been perfect. Um, but because they have to put filler, because they have so many episodes they have to do, I think that's really yeah. where it starts to get hard. Or maybe yeah. if Marshall could have been there uh, much sooner. Also, Jason Siegel is looking ill. Dude needs to put on some weight. He needs to put on some weight, you guys. I'm just putting that out there. I think anyway. he lost it for some role. I don't know. I think he lost it for other reasons that are illegal. Not for, but because of. Much the speculation <laughs> on my part. Um, at any rate, that's how I met your mother. Unpaused. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Season 1, Episode 14, The Ebony Falcon. You guys, I know that this is how I start, like, every everything, but I freaking love this show. Like, I don't have much more to say beyond that. I just think that everybody together is just amazing. I love the show. I, I, well, I like this episode with, like, he was all sort of rah-rah to get to get him back out there and stuff like that until he goes and meets his kids. And then he's yeah. like, then he becomes frightened for him and uh, is, is doing different things to, uh, you know, like try and keep him, keep him safe. That was fun. Um, I was actually interested in what do you guys think of, I, I guess it was the previous episode uh, with the, the bet and, uh, and how that episode played out. I like it. I love it. I mean, nothing the show has done so far have I disliked. I don't remember how it how. Well, it played. I out. loved it. I don't remember complaining about it. So. Well, it, it ended up with you know Peralta sort of having a an inkling that maybe he kind of uh, likes her a little more than he, oh. he first realized or whatever, and sort of gives up on the bet, and they end up on the you know the stakeout instead of him continuing to. Uh, put her through all the the worst uh, the I was trying to figure out which things. part of it you were getting at <laughs> so I guess that answers that um, I liked it but I mean I felt like they were always going to go that way with those two so that part didn't surprise me too much mm-hmm. and I I like those I don't really care about I'm not sure I care about any kind of romance on the show <laughs> and not that I don't care about it I mean I just I don't feel like the show necessarily needs it like I think they're they're fine without it, but um, I always felt like they were going to go there with those guys anyway, so it didn't really surprise yeah. me that that's what ended up happening on the date. Um, I really loved that there was so much um, Gina in this episode, because I I think she's hilarious. I just The cast is just working on every level, and I love it so much, and I can't wait for the Super Bowl episode, and it deserves a thousand more eyes a million not a thousand a thousand wouldn't get it very far um like 10 million more eyes <laughs> yeah. a thousand is probably more attainable <laughs> yeah well if it could get if it could get a few million more eyes that would then some subset of them would come back on tuesday and watch another episode right, right. uh where if by the time that episode airs, since it'll be the the second uh, of two episodes after the Super Bowl, you know, if if ten or fifteen million people or twenty million people or something like that are still watching, uh, and if say just just ten percent of them <laughs> came back on Tuesday, it would double the ratings. Sure. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that's uh that that'd be good. I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see that. I'm glad that they are putting it also after the Super Bowl so that giving it some chances to find uh, an audience 
I mean, even if it become, even if it's an audience where people start recording it more you know, or whatever, just if any type of ratings go up, uh, it would be good. Because, like, yeah. like you said, everything's working so well, so quickly uh, into the show, and they've that now they're just uh, they seem to be able to just sort of do anything now, and uh, yeah. and and it's going to work because the cast is is uh from very from the very beginning i th- i thought is is working really well together and so mm-hmm. it's definitely right there at the top of the the list of shows uh, if you do if you were to write up the uh, you know the five shows that more people should be watching or whatever this would definitely make that list 100% um so that's brooklyn 99 everybody watch it you'll thank us later spoiler alert that sentence is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, repeated uh, in a few shows. New Girl, season three, episode 13, birthday. So this is a show that I felt has kind of been uneven. Uh, it's almost like they're using Coach too much. They're not using Winston enough. I don't know what they're doing with Schmidt. I love the Jess and Nick of it all, but it just felt like off this season. But this episode was so sweet and so it like worked perfectly to see coach and winston are you know fighting and baking and their cakes building together and i just liked having it, a it bake felt off. even it having a bake-off speaking of no <laughs> kidding um we ever already mentioned that i'm a winner on a bake-off i just thought it felt more even than it has all season or at least in the past couple episodes but yeah i thought the episode worked really well uh with the you know Nick not knowing what to do to try and like he had spent all this time planning the big event at the end of the day that <laughs> it hadn't even crossed his mind of like what am I gonna do with her uh throughout the day. You know, that that stuff worked with a you know, a good payoff uh at the end. But like you said, it's been uneven, like what was it the previous episode or the episode before that with the well the the episode where she was like trying to figure out whether she was going to quit her job or do this, go do this new thing or, or that episode felt like really weird. Yeah. I mean, it provided, it did, it did work to provide, you know, some other backstory for each of the characters, but it felt so weird. Like, wasn't it just like she was just recently super happy to finally get back to teaching. And now all of a sudden she's like, because the school's not the best, she's just like done with it, and uh, it that that whole that whole episode sort of came out of it seemed like it came out of nowhere or whatever, and and was strange. Uh, but this episode really worked, so it's yeah. it it continues its up and down sort of season that they're having. Right. Yeah. Thoughts on new girls? I feel the same. I uh, I did feel like this. I think the word balance was the correct word for this episode. That's why it felt so much better than previous episodes. Like they had found the right mixture of stories for each person. And it's funny because it's a story about Nick and Jess, which has actually been part of my problem with the whole season (laughs) is that instead of like making Nick and Jess be together, but not making that be the center of the entire story anymore, um, they have like, that has been all we've seen all season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like that it's been too much. Like they, they've worked too hard to make them the center of the story. So it feels like, and whatever, but that's my problem with the season. But in this particular episode, I actually thought it was really good, I guess, because it was a smaller type of story anyway. Um, but I did really like this episode, like. I cried and everything, so obviously I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really sweet. Um, it was. It was very and like, and I think that's what it is. Like, it kind of got back to what I liked about Nick and Jess in the first place. Yeah, um, yeah. I think part of the problem is that so far this season is at times they felt like they didn't know what to do with Nick and Jess. Yeah, but yet they were using the Nick and Jess relationship as sort of a a centerpiece, but yet not really knowing what to do with it. So it did, that's part of, uh, that's been part of, I think what's been wrong with the, you know, the ups and downs of the, of the season is 
is you'll have like a sweet storyline or something like that. And then you'll have like a completely uh, bizarre storyline that doesn't really, they, I don't know that. It, well, that's what I mean. It doesn't make yeah, sense. Like they'll, where you wish that they had decided then... to split them up and have, you know, just trying to do something with somebody else, you know, not uh, whatever sort of storyline they've got going on. Well, it's just because they make it like there's tension where, like, you know, one episode is them being sweet and then there's a whole bunch of tension and you're just like, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> you guys are fine. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. But I think just the balance of everybody else was good, too. And maybe some of that was because they had done the CC and Schmidt thing. So it, they upset the ba- – like, they upset too many balances all at once. Like, they brought Coach back. They had CC and Schmidt. Obviously, they couldn't be in the same room. <laughs> yeah. And they had Nick and Jess together all of a sudden. You know what I mean? So, like, all of the balance in the show was completely upset. So it's taken a while for them to – I don't know. And I'm still not convinced that they figured it out. It just happens that this episode was a small mm-hmm. enough story, and it was all centered around one per- – you know what I mean? Like, they were all kind of working towards a common goal, so it was easier to put them in scenes together. This episode also may have fixed that that problem of Schmidt and Cece not being able to be in the same room yeah. with each other. That yeah, no, I think it did. So I think that will help. And I think even Coach and Winston kind of came to something there. So maybe that will also help with that. I don't know. I mean, I'm still not sure that they e- the show even knows what to do with Coach and Winston, and that's part of the problem. So yeah, that, that they've now gone from one character they didn't know what to do with to two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, New Girl, I mean, it's still a top show for me. It's still one that I do watch the same night. Um, And if they keep doing more episodes like this, it'll go back. Like, it'll be higher on the list of shows that I enjoy. Um, I'm interested to see Prince and see how that plays out in the Super Bowl episode. And I'm sorry, Ray, did that spoil you? It did, but I don't have any concept for what it spoils me for, so it's okay. okay. Well, it's it's a spoiler if you haven't seen any of the ads for the Super Bowl show so and i haven't so, <laughs> so I well there you go but i don't actually but i don't mean what... like i mean like i have no concept for what he's coming on the show for just because it's him coming on the show doesn't mean anything to me so yeah me either um so we'll see what happens and we'll hope that it continues the upward swing of kind of balancing the characters correctly in our eyes anyway new girl okay my cousin joey lawrence is up next in melissa and joey season three episode 18 independence day I just love these two. I I love this show. I think the show is very funny. I think it gets away with a lot of double entendres, which are hysterical. I uh, love the relationship that Mel has with her her niece and nephew. And how she is like a mother, but she also tries to like be a friend, but not in that annoying way. I love Mel and Joe together. I wish that Joe didn't have to move out. I think that's all my thoughts on it at the moment. Yeah, I wonder how well, long the moving out will last. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Because it screws up the the formula of the show, so to speak. So I, just don't, I feel like maybe it won't last forever. Well, yeah, especially if uh, you become the live-in nanny for basically an infant. And just the, you know, the time that he spent doing that job where he was, how much, how much time – he's going to be across the street, but like how much, how much time can he really be away or whatever or – or he's going to have to have a baby until I don't know. I don't know how long, you know, just like anything else, who knows how long uh, that that type of thing will last. Uh, or, you know, maybe they have a better idea of how they're going to uh, uh, deal with that. Or as with most things, they they put people together and then they have to mess around with it you know, a little bit before they're together together, I guess. I don't know. Well, they already did a little with the way, she, even when he was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, we've already done the getting to know each other thing. We don't really need to do that. <laughs> That's so much work. Uh, I did like her um, shutting the door in his face. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to say, um, and we did, it's not on the list, but this with Baby Daddy, it's like a great hour of TV. This week's Baby Daddy, I told Ray right away, I laughed out loud like 20 times. I think it's a great hour, and it's just a nice way to kind of, you know, they're not reinventing the wheel or anything. Yes. It's it, just fun. It, the, the whole hour does, it, it definitely harkens back to TGIF 
type of uh, type of yeah. comedies, but in a but yet they don't feel like sort of uh, I don't know pale imitations or or something. Uh, they 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 seem to work in their own right more so than you know say some of the uh, the TV land shows that are mm-hmm. basically trying to hit on you know taking former you know sitcom stars and putting them in in sort of new where only uh, where only hot in Cleveland is really you know worked uh, really well uh to sort of while it feels like the golden girls it's it's sort of hit on its own thing so i think it it does it does that really well uh it sort mm-hmm. of harkens back to some of the comedies that we grew up with and then but also works well in its own right and I don't know. It's just a, it's sort of a smile inducing hour. You just sort of smile and chuckle along uh, with these, with these characters and the wacky situations that they get into. Yes. Wacky is a great word. Um, So Melissa and Joey, love it. Ray, I feel like I interrupted you when you were going to say something and I don't remember. Did you have more to add? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I can't even think of what I was going to say. Oh, I think I was just agreeing that I laughed a lot at the baby daddy. So good. Um, okay. Melissa and Joey, everybody watch it. Next show, Psych. Psych. Season eight. I think I do that every time. Season eight, episode three, remake, a.k.a. Cloudy with a Chance of Improvement. Um, I didn't even remember that they did Cloudy with a Chance of Murder. Like, I don't... When I watched this episode, I didn't remember the seat, the original. Did either of you go back and watch the original? I didn't. I want to now that I've watched it, but I, uh, I haven't had a chance this week. I wanted to. I kind of. I wanted to before I watched the new episode because it's been so long that, like, while I, I didn't even know it was a remake until after it aired, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Remember when they did the first one?" I was like, "No." So this was a great fan of Psycho. But I couldn't, I couldn't find my season one DVDs, and so I ended up watching the episode. But then I found them last night, and so I did watch a, I did watch the episode last night, and uh, I'd say it was an improvement. I mean, it was mostly in that they ha- they now can bring on a bigger guest cast and with more recognizable faces and stuff like that. Uh, so like. All the characters, you know, the the district attorneys and and uh, you know, they're all and and then the characters that are part of the the you know the murder and stuff like that are all a little bit bigger names uh, than what was in the first episode. It basically plays out the same, uh, but they also had they also had the fun of now that they know where they've gone with the story, <laughs> of having fun with you know like Sean joking around with Juliet, like that they were going to be together <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff uh, that they, they didn't do in the first one. I love Michael Weston. I love Michael Weston. Just love him. Well, he was like love the him. only, like other than the main cast, he was like the only one that was back. Yeah. I just really enjoy him. Um, I mean, it was a fine episode. It wasn't my favorite episode so far this season, but obviously um, the British episode is my favorite so far. I don't know. It, still one of my top shows and god i um, wish it was gonna keep going yeah <laughs> uh, i don't really what do you mean by he was the only one that was back you mean in the same role yeah they played, reused a yeah. whole they reused all of the people that they've used previously well yeah like not in the same role but the original episode well, well what i mean is that yeah, play, he was Adam playing the sa- he was the lawier yeah he was the, the he was in the same role he was the only okay i was just clarifying because i'm like wait <laughs> Yeah, because, like, Ray Wise was there as the judge this time, but he was the guy in the Twin Peaks episode, obviously, before. And Right. No, 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 I understood that. I just wanted to clarify yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Because <laughs> I was like, well, they're all people they've used. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, but uh, well, what I meant, yeah, is that from the original episode, that the only, like, the only person sort of reprising the same character was, was Michael Weston as the, as the defense attorney. Right. And I, um... Okay. I love Andy Berman. He's just my favorite. I just love him. And I like that he got to be in the episode. <laughs> he had a little cameo clapping when the uh, when they found the verdict, which I love. Because I just love that guy. Do you, he was, he's amazing. 
he's my favorite writer on the show, I think. And uh, cause I just love his episodes. Usually I didn't love this episode. I liked this episode, but, uh, I mean, psych, it's a show that I will be, I mean, I'm already devastated about it, <laughs> you know? And, uh, I don't even want to think about the fact that in, you know, seven episodes, it's over. I mean, I think this episode worked really well. What are you talking about, Emory? I know. I should talk in theoretics. Theoretical. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. The set has been stricken, people. It's yeah, over. <laughs> All right, sorry. I interrupted. Just to be stupid. Well, anyways, what I was saying is that I think this episode worked well, like, on its own. Like, whether you remembered the previous yeah. episode I mean, or not. Especially since I didn't remember the previous episode at all. And so, but I think it, it is a lot of fun if you go back and watch the previous one either afterwards or whatever, after you've seen it, because then you could see, you know, a, a bunch of different places where they, you know, where they change things up. One that I'm not, one that I'm not quite sure how it, how that works is in the flashback to, Henry in the courtroom. Sean is a baby in this one, but he's like the, you know, the original little kid, Sean, that's, you know, like five or six years old or whatever in the, the original little kid, Sean was my favorite. I love that kid. In, in the well, I mean, I think episode, the, the joke there is that cause they can't get that kid. <laughs> well, I think, I think that, they can't that, make them older, so they that, can't. <laughs> but the but what was funny is that they they went so far back that now you're like go well if he was a baby, <laughs> then I didn't even think he, about it. Now he would be you know, like five years younger than he would than he than the character is. That was that was the only thing that that stood out to me that was uh, that was weird. I mean, yeah, of course they can't get the uh, they can't get the same kid or but they. They could have done something, I don't know. But uh, I just thought it was funny that they, like, jumped backwards in uh, <laughs> that far. But yet it was only, like, 30 years ago. Yeah, I don't didn't think that far into it. Um, theoretically, it's like it's ending in seven that. episodes. <laughs> what? More than theoretically. <laughs> theoretically. Theoretically, <laughs> you only have six more episodes. Is that the... Uh, Theoretically, according to Amory, absolutely according to me. Is, is a, <laughs> Only yes. one of us still gets press emails from USA, but uh, trust me. From yeah, Ray's inside sources. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't have any inside sources other than the fact that I know that they sold everything from the sets and, <laughs> and everybody's finding new jobs. So, you know. But but what makes you think that means the show's over, Ray? I'm just trying You're to such a pessimist. everybody out there. I don't want you to be devastated when during that last episode they say, how did you enjoy the season four series finale? <laughs> uh, how do you enjoy the series finale of Psych? Tell us on USA.com. <laughs> That's the... Uh, uh, or maybe they'll maybe they'll come out with just... They'll announce a new season, and then they'll be like, psych, that was actually the last episode. Psych, that was a serious one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, if you if you get a chance, go back and watch the uh, the original one. I will. I just haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. So that's psych. Moving on to Enlisted. Season one, episode three, Pete's Airstream. Jamort. You think my name's Jamort? <laughs> I thought that line was hysterical. I don't know why. I just thought it was so funny that he's like, no, my name's not Jamort. What, am I, what did he say? Am I a Jamaican rabbi? Is that what he called himself? <laughs> oh, it was just so funny. And it just goes to show that, like, everybody in the cast is so good. Uh, our friend Jen made a good point. Was it Jen yesterday who said it? And we were boxing, and she said... Um, the show could very easily have only been about the brothers and like focused so heavily on the brothers in the beginning and then kind of evened out into an ensemble show, but it's already an ensemble and it's a great ensemble. And like the three ladies out drinking, like they worked without a Hill brother there. Like they were all great. I just really enjoy it. And Chris Lowell, could Chris Lowell get any better? I don't think he could. 
He could not. He could not. He, he could only perfect. get better if he were my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, I, he has I, a girlfriend. I like I I I I like the opening where uh where Pete comes in and then uh I'm what is Chris Lowell's character's name? I'm Derek. Yeah, that he's that he's like lamenting how he had to be the older brother while Pete was away and that he's the middle brother and just their uh just their dynamic and uh the the brother dynamic really works. I think uh yeah. uh on that aspect too. Like you totally believe them as brothers. Like they have that chemistry. And and I think everybody's sort of suited for the roles that they're that they're playing. Pete being the you know the stronger big brother and stuff. Uh, but I thought they did an interesting job of you know taking sort of a of having a lot of fun in the episode, but also taking sort of a serious subject like a soldier that just that's dealing with stuff that's back from being at war. Uh, and you know, adjusting, you know, back to life stateside. I th- I think they do yeah. a good job uh, of balancing, you know, some of the serious storylines with the comedy, where you don't feel like they're necessarily making, you know, they're not really making fun of like the military or something like that, but they're having fun with various situations that they can get into because of that. And the the only thing. It doesn't quite hurt it things as much with the comedy as with the dramas, but they're playing episodes out of order. <laughs> Are they? And the episodes that they put up for to uh, you know for press to screen, those sort of felt like they were a little bit out of order to begin with. That they had them uh, down as going to air, but then they're not even airing in that order. They don't feel out of order at all. Yeah, well, they they don't quite feel out of order, except that it feels like a couple of episodes that I've seen already will feel a little bit out of order once they finally air, where they should have. There's only one other episode that was posted. Well, this this episode that played last night wasn't even was it even one of the ones that was posted? Yes. Because it, it was. I watched it. But it was so they feel out of order to you, Jason, because you've seen. Yes, yeah, but... this one was to be determined. This one was one of their pe- to yeah, be determined. Yeah, it was filmed. But as, it doesn't. Except it was filmed as the second episode. At any rate, it didn't feel out of order. It felt fine. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Is this didn't feel that out of order because it was supposed to come at the towards the beginning of the story, but there's other episodes coming that'll that to me might feel out of order, or things might feel a little out of order, but. Overall, How many episodes did you see? Well, I only watched the first three of the four that they that they put. So uh, there's one episode coming. Yes, that except, you're that, about. except that one of them that they played already was filmed as the fifth episode, even though we saw it as the second oh, episode. I have no idea about this. I don't think it matters. I, all I'm just saying is it doesn't feel like it matters now, but I'm wondering if it will feel like that uh, uh, later on because it tends yeah, to we'll work. See. It tends to. Not well, like I said, it tends to not be quite as big a deal mm-hmm. with comedies because usually the way comedies play out, you, you know, you can kind of move things around a, a little bit because there's not as much episode to episode story necessarily as mm-hmm. as there is in uh, in some dramas and stuff. But at any rate, uh, I wish more people were watching it. Yes, I 100% wish more people were watching it. It's so funny. I wish that like when they change things back around. Towards the end of the season, uh, when they bring you know Mindy Project back and they go back to the the two hour comedy mm-hmm. block on Tuesdays, that they move enlisted <laughs> to Tuesdays and try. I don't think they will. They like Seth MacFarlane too much. I really wish they'd give uh, an enlist. You know, not that it would necessarily help uh, anything, but I'd like to see an enlisted Brooklyn Nine Nine comedy block. Yeah, that'd be fun. I don't know. Because I'm not sure, like, moving it from 9.30 to 9 on Friday is really... <laughs> it gave them a 60% increase in views, or in audience. Yeah, well, I guess it does, you know, you, you're drafting off of the Bones audience into that half hour, so it uh, d- would give it a possible little bit of uh, of chance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
We'll see. Please watch it, everybody. But again, Please. yes, another uh, another comedy on the list that uh, if you're not watching, you should be. Yes. I know Ray loves it. Is Ray still on the phone? I am. I do love it. <laughs> Just checking. Just checking. I had to wash um, my hands for a minute, so I muted my phone, and then my hand was wet, and I couldn't unmute it. I got you. Uh-huh. I do love it. And that cast is um, pretty good about interacting with you <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, like I don't even intend for them to interact with me, but several of them, when I comment on it, have interacted with me. And they're all, yeah, they like favorite things, and they like like I really enjoy that too. I enjoy that, guys. I enjoy it. Um, okay, so that's enlisted. Next up, Sherlock, season three, episode one, The Empty Hearse, and episode two, The Sign of Three. I don't watch it, so have at it. <laughs> so I was just gonna say, do you even watch this, Amory? I do not. So Ray, what did you think of the return episode of you know of the empty hearse? Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually, and I like that they didn't really give an answer. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask. What like, did you think about sort of the buildup of over the you know the long period of time that the show's been gone? Of like, how did he not die? And then they give you. They give you a complete, you know, they give you sort of an out there version, a completely bizarre version, and then a, a less bizarre version. But as the guy says, why would Sherlock tell me what happened? So it leaves you with the, even if if that was the version. Yeah, I don't like the the most plausible version, the version that Sherlock is giving, because it it kind of undercuts the rest of the stuff because he supposedly knew about Moriarty and what was coming. You know what I mean? They had predicted that was coming before whatever. So I don't actually like his version at all. So I like the idea that they planted the seed of why would he give it? It's probably not actually the version that happened. Uh, Well, and you can't actually trust anything that Sherlock tells you. And, And by that, I just mean like, Sherlock filters everything through his vision of how he's so great and so smart and you're so dumb that I don't actually feel like when Sherlock is narrating or Sherlock, you're seeing things from Sherlock's point of view that you can actually totally trust what you're seeing anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, I like that they planted the seed, like, yeah, that's probably not true either. (laughs) Um, And if you had watched, because there was a, a webisode or whatever, like a little teaser thing where they also did the versions of how, what's his face. I can't remember his name right now. The guy who's trying to figure it out. um, Who's obsessed with it Uh, in the webisode. He actually has another version of how he thinks he did it. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually liked that they played with that still. And it was kind of like an acknowledgement of the fans, like of all the ways the fans thought it, um, especially with the little fan club who, you know, they come up with their own version, the version that the guy is just like, really? No, that's not how it happened. <laughs> um, which made me laugh just because I was, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like the fans. Like, no, because I want it to happen this way, your way can't possibly happen. <laughs> um, anyway, but I enjoyed it in general. Like, I liked the, all the different ideas and I just, I just love the show. So I liked having it back. And I love that it's kind of a flip on the traditional ways, like in the, in the books and never retelling you have when Sherlock comes back to life, like John Watson usually like faints or, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't get mad. Like you would expect him to get out of it. And this one, he like attacks him. He continually beats the crap out of him. <laughs> and I loved that. Like I liked the, you know what I mean? The little bit of the comeuppance there that was clearly well-deserved. Um, because Sherlock thought it was just going to be like, oh, I'll just walk in and tell him alive. It'll be fine. And everybody was like, yeah, that's not going to happen that way. So I liked all of that. Yeah, I liked the his sort of reintroduction. And, you know, even though it's a, sort of a short period of time where he just keeps – first he's choking them and then later he's like – he's hit – you know, he's got – now Sherlock's got the bloody nose and they're standing out there. But what I really liked was the introduction of uh, Mary and how she kind of how she kind of like instantly liked Sherlock, you know, kind of. And 
Yeah, I, lo- I actually love Mary. I wasn't sure at first, like the very first introduction of her, I was a little like, I don't know how I feel about her. But very quickly, I was like, no, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> and or- even Mary is a little bit of a of a difference from the other stories in which you typically have Mary not liking the partnership between John and Sherlock because of the way that um, Sherlock always demands his attention. You know what I mean? Um, so I kind of just like that she likes him. Yeah, I like that they've gone uh, a different direction from the normal, like, sort of like the nagging wife uh, type of thing, where she's just there to be annoyed that, you know, they're off doing, you know, on one of their adventures again or something like that. Or uh, uh, I really liked in the second episode where for, like, the wedding planning, like, Mary and Sherlock are just, like, totally, you know, sort of uh, in tune on the on the the wedding plans but then also that mary was playing both of them to get both of them out of (laughs) like out onto some uh, mystery not uh, i i like the you know where she gives the thumbs up to both of them because she's she's basically played both sides uh to get to get them uh back out i i thought that was really really good also uh you know later on in the episode where you know, Sherlock finally figures out uh, what's going on, and then uh, you know, Watson gives her a, a kiss and then takes off, and then she's like, "Well, I'm not just hanging around here," <laughs> and she takes off after them, and uh, it turns out it's a good thing she did because she's the only one that knew the room number, uh, you know, that type of stuff. They that she's not sort of like the the nagging third wheel in the relationship. Sherlock likes her as well. And doesn't necessarily, even though even though they keep hinting at it with all the different characters of saying how marriage changes things and and stuff like that. Even though they even play it at the end where he leaves a wedding early, as the one uh, character had mentioned earlier, uh, it still is a different relationship than a lot of times they play these things up in in uh, TV shows. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, like like I said, even in the Traditional, I guess. I don't know if traditional is the right word, but in the in the original books and things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's even played that way. So I like that it is a completely different approach to it. And I mean, it, it all kind of depends on her being the person, somebody you actually want to see, but she is totally. Like, I'm just like, oh, I love her. I want her to be on screen at all times with them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a pretty mean feat because I do love the two of them as well. So, um, but I mean, in general, I thought the I was a little unsure how I felt about the wedding episode. Like halfway through it, I knew I figured it was all going to come together. Don't get me wrong, because they always do. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured it like all of these disjointed things that were like all these stories he was telling, whatever was going to come together. Um, so I was a little unsure of how, how I felt at first. And then I was like, you know what? I kind of enjoy that they're giving us, like you only get three of these episodes. So, I mean, they're longer episodes than you would normally get, but I kind of enjoy that they give us like, you know what I mean? Like a whole story about the characters as well as the mystery. So I yeah. actually just liked the amount of time they spent and whatever. And his speech actually being very touching and yeah, I- going in the face of what everybody thought he would do. I liked how uh, I watched the you know the little thing about the episode afterwards, uh, where they, where Moffat and Gaddis talked about how they wanted to have him give like the best worst speech ever, you know where it's like awkward and not you know at times you know pretty bad but then it, it sort of comes around and it's very sweet you know type of thing, and I thought they did a really good job with the. Uh, with that, because at times you thought, "Oh my God, this is going way off the rails," and then it it would come back around, and uh, and it was uh, interesting. And you know, like you said, in sort of this shortened, where you get three episodes, or or time wise, you know, like six episodes of time to be able to tell stories and stuff like that. I liked almost that the mystery was kind of secondary on this episode. That they they spent some time giving you some. Showing some character growth uh, with the, you know, with the characters and, you know, doing a good job of integrating, you know, Mary into the story because that's a that's sort of a tough to add in 
you know, a character with these, you know, it's it's Sherlock and Watson, but you've already gotten a couple seasons here. And so to be right. a new character this late in, and I, I thought they did a really good job of, you know, working in a new character and uh, giving you some, just a lot of fun with, with all these characters interacting with all the various characters. Uh, you know, even the, even the short little stints with the, you know, like the, the little Molly character <laughs> and stuff that mm-hmm. you, there was just a lot of the, this was a lot of fun uh, that I'm interested to see. I'm assuming that they go big on the mystery in, in the final episode for this season. I'm assuming. I don't know anything. I don't either. I'll, I'll kill somebody who spoils me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just assuming that they, you know they they spent a decent amount of time getting them sort of back together, and then there there was a mystery, and then this really was about them, and the mystery was almost like uh, you know secondary. That uh, that just makes me think that now that they've done all this stuff, that they'll go big into whatever the mystery is for the the final episode of the of the season. Yeah, you're probably right because they've now established everything else so now they could just do it about a mystery. I'll get caught up eventually someday. Sure. Someday. And and I, I did it. and I did like at uh TCA when they talked about it that while they're both busy and doing lots of stuff in movies and and stuff like that that they're both that they're both interested in continuing to play these characters even if it becomes, you know, like a periodic thing over the years or something like that, that uh, it didn't sound like there was something like it would necessarily have a, maybe have any type of conclusion to that, that they could come back at any time. And, you know, when they would able, would it be able to work it out in the future and do more? I mean, even more past the, like one more that they already have, you know, sort of on the books to do. We'll see. Uh I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't actually hear any of that, but only because I'm totally, I was in a blackout. <laughs> I have Sherlock blocked on my Twitter, everything, so that I don't get spoiled for anything. This is, well I, I mean, I'm serious. Like, this is the, besides Psych, it is probably the second favorite show I still have it running on the air, so. Gotcha. So Since it has Sherlock. already aired someplace else, I'm super paranoid about being spoiled <laughs> on it. I don't blame you. I'd be the same way. Yeah, it's uh, any time. Like uh, I've, it's one of those shows that I def- definitely make sure to, you know, like I, I basically watch, you know, I watched it last night, you know, because you've already had plenty of time to have been spoiled, uh, because it's aired someplace else already. But now that it's aired, you know, here yes. we have it, it. Like that's why I watched it online because I kept running into things and I was like, I'm gonna kill somebody. I gotta watch this. Yes. And you know, for the type of thing that it is. I don't want to know the end of a mystery before watching a mystery. You know, I don't want to know things that uh, that that happen. I some people aren't as big on spoilers or whatever, but to me, I think it totally changes the dynamic and the enjoyment for me of of watching something. I mean, because there's plenty of shows out there that even without being spoiled, you start watching it and you know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like. Uh, if you can actually find some shows that, you know, don't, where you're, you're, you're not sure where they're going to go with things, you definitely don't want to, I definitely don't want to be spoiled on those. Right. Agreed. That's Sherlock, guys. Gang, ladies and gents. And that's the end of prime time. Running together. I try to think about um, what I actually watched reality-wise this week. And I only came up with one show, and I feel like... I may have watched more, but all I could remember was the um, Top Chef. But so now we're in the, to the top three of Top Chef, and I don't dislike really any of the chefs. I wouldn't be upset with any of them who win. So that's good news because usually at this point there's like one person I'm like I hate if they like if they win that's it I'm never watching Top Chef again. I don't know. I just at the same time, I, like I don't care who wins, but I really don't like because I don't. Just like anybody, but I really don't care who wins because the season's been so boring. I I just want it to be over at this point. So that's reality. But, oh, this is the thing about reality that I was just reading. Um, 
They announced the teams for the Amazing Race next season's All-Star season. And I'm really, really pissed off because I hated Margie and Luke. Like, hated them. Like, hated them. And they're back? And they're back. Um, But Big Easy and that other guy are there. And Brenton and Rachel, who I also hated. Um, And the Twinnies, who I couldn't stand. So really, it's going to be a season of people I don't like. The brothers with the cowboy hats that were just... They were there. They're coming back. And other people that I don't quite remember. The two girls that were apparently musicians, I don't remember them. They were in a band. The people that they called the Afghanimals from this season are coming back. When does this start? February 23rd. Oh. Hey, Amory, do you watch... Have you ever watched Best Inc.? Best Inc. Is that the one Dave Navarro hosts? Who's Dave Navarro? From From... Jane's Addiction? It's not helpful to me. <laughs> I gotta Google it. Hang on. I, <laughs> I've Maybe. Is he, show. like, a big abrasive guy? Because that's who the I've host is. I've watched an ink show. I was just um, curious. Oh, my niece Oxygen? And... I've never watched that. I've watched Top Tattoo whatever or something with, with uh, what's his name? I'm not really helping Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro. Pete Wentz is the host of Best Ink. Dave Navarro hosts Spice no. Ink show. Pete, he is? Pete Wentz? Well, according to this, Wikipedia. Because I don't think I've ever seen him. Maybe according to this, Pete to... Wentz has been, is the... I just like the fact that there's more than one reality show that revolves around tattoos. Yeah. And that anytime, yes. that anytime one of these, one of the cable networks hits on an idea. Ink Master, that's the one I've watched. Some, one of the other cable channels goes, well, we'll do that, but just with this one minor tweak or something. Um, more importantly, why do you ask? I'm just curious. My niece and I happened to watch it, like, while she was here over the holidays. And so now we watched, like, a whole marathon because there were several in a row on <laughs> And now we watch it every week and we call each other. Because <laughs> we just can't stand. Like, and there are just a couple of characters. It was funny because this week, the person, Danny, who got eliminated, every week, mind you, he has been like whining about how he can't stand it. He's just going to quit, blah, blah, blah. And they managed to talk him into staying each week. And it was just funny because this was the one week where he wasn't like whining, he wasn't complaining. So, of course, this was the week he went home. (laughs) (laughs) We're both like, really? The first week he shows something where you might think, oh, I could like that guy, he goes home. (laughs) So, anyway, just funny. They were actually at Comic Con in the episode before last, though. As far as I could tell, it didn't actually look like they might have been there during Comic Con. (laughs) I mean, they might have been there during Comic Con. Like, this is, like, kind of a weird, you know, <laughs> when you know Comic-Con, you're just like, hmm, there should be, like, way more people around right, <laughs> if you're actually right. filming in some place where Comic-Con is happening. Um, but, I mean, like, they might have been there so that the person who participated, because it was about, like, they have these quick challenges at the beginning of the show um, mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with tattooing. Um, and they had to design a, a mask, whatever, paint a mask. So I think to myself, well, maybe the person who they brought in as the expert was only in the town for Comic-Con. <laughs> so they brought him down to San Diego for Comic-Con. You know what I mean? But they didn't actually yeah. show anything about, like, they didn't show any scenes with people, whatever. You're just like, yeah, okay, are they really at Comic-Con? <laughs> there should be way more people around. <laughs> are they even in San Diego? <laughs> yeah, well, they were in San Diego because they were on a hotel terrace that I recognized. <laughs> I couldn't tell you which one it is, but I recognized it. Um, but they were, they weren't there, you know what I mean, during peak Comic Con hours, clearly. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay, there's no people. Yeah, according to this, Pete Wentz is definitely the host. I just don't remember. Maybe he begins the episodes, but it's the, there's this other guy who, maybe I gotta Google who, whatever. Maybe you don't know who Pete Wentz is. No, I do know who Pete Wentz is. Is it because you watched The Wretched Beast? Because <laughs> he was on that as Pete once for a while. No. <laughs> Thank you. It's because I know Fallout Boy. Right. Um, 
I mean, I guess maybe he is the guy at the very beginning of the show, but like he's in the show for like two seconds each episode. Like he's not in it for very long. Interesting. There's anyway, another guy who is a judge who. Yeah, there's a guy and two girls that are a judge apparently. Yeah, and the guy who's the judge is the one you see all the time. Like you don't ever see Pete Wentz. Hmm. Maybe Weird. at the very beginning of the episode to start it. You know what I'm saying? But he, you don't ever see him. Like too much. Like so much so that I'm saying, really, he's in it because I. <laughs> <laughs> and I have like just watched this entire season so <laughs> I mean I'm not into the show it's just, I mean it is cool to see the tattoos they come up with I just think to myself really you would volunteer like you don't know that they're gonna be they're on a reality show they have a limited amount of time to tattoo you like I just don't know that I would be letting these people tattoo me and like you don't really have a lot of choice in the design you know what I mean I like, think about that on Ink Master too like when I've watched Ink Master it's like why why are you letting these people tattoo you like yeah, and you have and you have no input into what's going to be going on. Um, you have input, like you can, you know what I mean. Like you give them what you want, and then they draw it, and you can like say yes, I don't like, I like it, no, I don't like it. But I have never seen somebody say no, I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it makes me <laughs> yeah. think that that's not really true, <laughs> unless it unless it happens and we don't they don't film that part. So by the time we see it, we're only seeing the one they actually the like. They like right. But I don't think that's true. I because. I mean, the designs are all cool. They're all really good. They're not bad by any means. But, like, you're just – like, this week they brought in somebody because one of the guys – they call it either skins. One of the guys' skin didn't show up. Like, she was there for telling him what the idea she wanted was, and she looked at it and liked it. And then she just didn't show up on the day of the tattooing. <laughs> so, like, they brought some new person in, and the guy was, like, okay with the design that he had come up with. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, it wasn't a – like <laughs> – it had nothing to do with anything, and you're okay with that design? Like, I just don't put it, like, and, like, it's a, not, like, a small tattoo. Like, it's a gigantic tattoo on your arm. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's the only places where I get. And then there was somebody who, one week, they she got halfway through the design, and the girl couldn't stand it, couldn't stand the pain, and <laughs> made oh, her stop. Oh, and you're God. just like, oh, my God, you, I, <laughs> you can't have a half-done tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like you know like again they're not small tattoos like there are these elaborate tattoos with actual designs so you're just like really like that's a gigantic thing on the back of your body and you like made her stop so how does how does that affect, this is we're talking so much about this but how does that impact <laughs> the judging then if their skin stops like and they didn't finish their design um well like they just judge it based on what she like got where done. they were going i got you like, the, like, what she got done, how it was looking, you know what I mean? Like, that's how they yeah. judged it. Um, it was funny because she got mad because they put her in the bottom three. <laughs> like, that, uh, it's kind of weird. Like, the judges pick out who wins. And then and it's, like, a team of three people who win with one winner winner. And then those three people pick out the bottom three and put them in oh, to go okay. to see the judge. So, like, she got mad because when her skin left, Another guy who was tattooing who ended up winning, his he had run out of ink in his thing, so she let him use her equipment because her skin was gone. So like, mm. and then he put her, and then he won, and he put her in the bottom, and she was so mad. <laughs> I would probably she was like, it's not my fault. Too. I mean, they didn't. The judges didn't eliminate her because of it, but <laughs> it's just funny how it all works. You know what I mean? He was like, no, but I just didn't like her design. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. <laughs> I understand where she's coming from. That's a little straight up that you put her in the bottom after she let you use her shit. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to get anyway, into talking so about that's it for so long. Best ink. So that was best ink times three. And, uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for everything <laughs> about best ink. Next week, Jason will be joined by Tawny Finneran from the Vampire Diaries podcast and Carla Day from TV Die Hard. You can find links to the news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 211-211. Got any questions for us or comments about the show we discussed? You can send them to feedback at tvtimes3.com or drop a comment in the show notes. The opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. That's our show. All right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> All right. Matthew McConaughey, everybody. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got 
nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. All right, Amory, say something. Hello. And Ray. Something. All right. We are all a go. We are a go. All of this pilot pickup bullshit. I'm so over it. Huh? But I was just reading something. This is good news, though, for people who like psych. This is just a pilot. ABC has ordered a comedy pilot from Chris Moynihan, who created Man Up. But Man Up was on, under Chris and Kelly's executive producer, their shingle. So Kelly's going to mm-hmm. executive produce this um, Moynihan show. For those of you not in the know, that's my boyfriend, Chris Henze, and my best friend, Kelly Kolchak. Um, I'm psyched. Anyway. That's for anybody who's still holding on hope that that's going to get picked up again. (laughs) Are there people still like, I know we talk about this a lot, but are there I think there are because I, I can't remember. I read a comment on Facebook about the last episode and somebody said something about, I hope it comes back or I don't, whatever, something. And I was like, oh no. (laughs) Oh no. No, it's not happening. People give it up. <laughs> but see, and this is where I start the whole argument again. We haven't even started rec- like recording, but okay, we're recording. The USA needs to announce. Well, I know USA needs to announce the end. I do not disagree with you. That's all I'm saying. USA. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> if they know. If they've made the decision, then yeah. They, they, <laughs> they clearly have. They have made the decision. On they, they just need to, uh, they they need to officially announce it, but like before, not like, oh, by the way, this is the last episode. Oh, by the way, this is the finale. <laughs> <laughs> that is how they're going to do it. You know it. It but. is. It's totally how they're going to do it. Or they, yeah, the, the, the tweet afterwards, it says, so how'd you guys enjoy the series finale? So how'd you guys like the series finale of Psych? Hold on. <laughs> Anyway, all right, let's get the show on the road. I know that it's my fault that we're delayed and I keep talking about things that aren't on our hotline, but I don't care. Well, you know, you okay. could have saved the psych, psych talker when we actually again, t- talked about psych, you yeah. know, but, you know. Um, well, we haven't actually started the show, so she may bring it up again. I mean, I know it's been recording, but still. But 